Hi, this is Bernard Zimmermann. And Philip Wurter. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In the series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In our 13th episode, we are still continuing to explore rules of engagement, which is the second topic under the broader theme that we have been talking about, how to own the process. Today, we will cover the following elements of rules of engagement or ROE. First, how to create alignment. And second, the essential topics that need to be covered in that alignment. Philip, let's dive in. Why is alignment important from your perspective? Well, Bernard, for me, it's all about alignment. In our last episode, we briefly spoke about a circle of safety and the impact that a circle of safety has on collaboration because it imbues the workshop or the meeting or the interaction or the engagement that we have with trust. And aligning on what builds trust for me, dissolves fear and vulnerability and replaces it with a deeper trust. As we dive deeper into ROE, rules of engagement is really what supercharges our intention into real day-to-day -day behavior and action. So for me, in other words, it also drives the culture that we live in our online meetings and workshops. Mm -hmm. In our last episode, we spoke about the fact that rules of engagement is not something that you simply put up a slide, run through the few points and ask people, do they agree with that? It's really about creating alignment. And the first question is, now, how do you do that? What are the topics that you do that on? Mm -hmm. And it's not about telling people, it's about taking them on a journey of reflection for them to find out what is important for them and to explore that. And most often, a great place to start is asking them what is important for them or what is a problem for them, and then deepening that. For example, if you just simply ask, so what's important for you in the way that we engage together today? People will bring up different topics. They may say, respect is important for me. Or they may say, I don't like to be interrupted. Now, there are two different elements here. The one is about respect, which is positive, And the other is, I don't want to be interrupted, which is, let's say, a negative. So as a facilitator or as a leader in this meeting, all you have to say, so why is respect important for you? Or why is it a problem for you when you're interrupted? And that helps people start reflecting. And as they reflect, the rest of the group starts reflecting on the same questions as well, because that is important for them as well. And as you start leading the discussion and giving people the opportunity to contribute what is important for them or why is it a problem for them, what you're doing is you are aligning them behind what is important for them, which again, effectively is you're aligning them behind what they believe in. What's your take on that, Dana? I really like the way you bring it together in one cohesive description. And what was coming up in my mind was that by having the discussion, 
you start already role modeling how the interaction will happen after the discussion, the way you conduct this discussion, you know, bringing people in and opening up the discussion on critical elements. That's true. Leadership is about role modeling. So if you are not able to keep to the rules of engagement yourself, if you're not able to role model that, how can you expect them to be able to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to have an open collaborative discussion about what's important for them and automatically have people commit to that. Now, there's a huge difference between creating alignment and expecting commitment or just putting up a slide and then saying, can you commit to that? With the first one, your heart and soul is in it. And in the second one, you may think, uh, yeah, I agree to that, but your whole being is not primed to live that. If people are committed automatically to the way they show up through the awareness, the impact it has on their behavior is very different from just mentally or intellectually agreeing, well, you know, that would be a great way to do it. We just don't show up like that. Mm -hmm. What we want in an online meeting or in an online workshop is that everyone is able to contribute in the same way to the same depth of what makes sense to them. I believe that it is our responsibility as facilitator or a leader of an online meeting or workshop, whatever situation it is, to help dissolve the barriers that stop people from giving their full contribution. If we don't do that, it won't happen. Yeah. And I think the subsequent dynamic of that workshop is different if we're not bringing people at ease and enable them to open up to make their personal contribution in the workshop. I agree. I, personally, I think it makes an enormous difference. What I find about myself in my experiences, if I'm taking part in a workshop where this doesn't happen, I get enormously frustrated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, very deeply frustrated because I understand how it works and I understand what's possible. Mm. It's this journey of reflection, that alignment that makes it work. It's not just the topics or the content. My experience is, and I think I said it before in, in our previous episode, is I allow myself to be led by the participants. Mm -hmm. Because it's really only when they feel safe, you will start noticing it in their behavior. And that brings us to the next point, which is purpose and intention. In my experience, this is rolled into the rules of engagement, because if people are considering and reflecting on what is important for me, why is this important for me, or what's a problem for me, why is this a problem for me, they start becoming aware of what's the purpose of why am I here, what's the purpose of how I want to participate, what's the purpose of how I want to contribute, and that leads and influences what is the intention that I hold for myself. Now, if you just pose the question to people and say, what's your purpose of being and what's your intention of being here? People won't be able to respond. Mm -hmm. But if you lead them through this process, in effect, they actually do reflect on that. Mm. And they start realizing that, yes, this can be an inspiring interaction. 
and I can really take something from that. Isn't that what we want to have from our online meetings and virtual discussions? Yes. I think that's what makes the online interaction really interesting and valuable and engaging. A thought that just popped up in my mind takes us beyond the workshop, but also you know, in the team dynamics, when we work with teams online as well, forming, storming, norming, performing, that the norming element, I see the core element really here is the rules of engagement. Spend the time on rules of engagement as the core of norming and make it really meaningful. And from that, what you get as a crystallization is also the purpose and intention of being a team and collaborating as a team when you do the norming discussion very skillfully. I agree with you. In my opinion, if you don't do rules of engagement and you do norming, it becomes very technical, it level stuff. Mm. And it's not something that you can live or be part of. So how can you align with that? But if you really live it, it becomes so much easier. Philip, in the previous episode, we started talking about behavior, negative behavior, positive behavior, and touch a bit on values. What are the really important topics to touch this broad range of behavior and values that need to be an essential element of the rules of engagement discussion and alignment? Well, Bernard, obviously, or maybe it's not obvious for everyone. For me, that was actually quite an aha moment when I realized that actually rules of engagement is all based on essential values that we share. Mm -hmm. So let me take listening, for instance. If we're in a face-to-face -face situation in a workshop, listening is important. If we are online, listening is even more important because it's much more difficult to listen because of all the impacts of technology, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. What people very often say in a workshop right at the beginning, I don't want to be interrupted. I want the opportunity to finish what I want to say. Now, one of the things that happen in face-to-face -face meetings and online meetings is people interrupt. Now, what's the value behind that? People don't feel respected. And if they don't feel respected, they feel vulnerable. And if they feel vulnerable, they have to protect themselves. Mm. If they have to protect themselves, there is no trust. So the behavior of listening and how you listen is very connected to the value of respect. But you can't tell people that. You have to lead them into discovering, wow, these two are connected. So if you don't create the space for them to go onto that journey of discovery, they're not going to show up in a different way. Mm, yes. There's one key difference I know, you know when you're in face-to-face -face and when you are online, even so in both situations, people can talk into each other. In a room, you get more the dynamic and you know when a discussion revs up and people start talking to each other, they still notice that the other person hasn't finished, where with the technology in the background, it can happen that you have a delay in the trans mm -hmm. transmission of the audio. So there it's super important to pay real attention to listen, let people speak until they've finished. 
And I remember one workshop I did with people, there was one person in China and we had up to nine seconds delay for that. As a facilitator, you need to be very creative what to do. And we ended then up kind of agreeing on the spot that an additional element to make the listening really good in its quality that we use raising hand and lowering hand because that signal was transmitted immediately. And we mm -hmm. can see, okay, that person will say something and we just need to be silent for the time for the audio to arrive from China. Absolutely. What you've been talking about is absolutely all about respect. Mm. As you said, listening online is much more difficult and much easier to lose than it is offline. Mm -hmm. The advantage, and I think I said this in our previous episode, is that if you do rules of engagement properly, it makes your job as a leader or as a facilitator much easier because all you have to do is you have to refer back to what people have aligned on. You don't have to do an intervention. Mm -hmm. And dealing with the complexities of online, especially with listening, that helps you be able to lead the listening process to maybe be more, let's say, creative about asking people their opinions or asking them what they think than we would maybe do offline. Because if we just leave it to people, the natural tendency would be for the people who show up in a conversation very easily to over time start dominating. It's our job to make sure that there is a balance in listening. What you are saying is that if we do ROE well, that makes our job as leader or facilitator a lot easier, which obviously then also has an impact on the others who participate. Absolutely, Bernard. In our next episode, we continue talking about rules of engagement and explore the most important themes that always come up that people need to align on. So the question I'd like to ask you to reflect on before our next episode is this. What behaviors or the way that people show up stop you from really participating 100% in a virtual meeting or workshop? That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us, or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on linkedin.com, Bernard Zimmermann at contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Butter. We're both based in Germany. Or connect via email at philip at .net, or bernhard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com that is con hyphen tact hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.